9: this is the Edge with Jonathan Vontobel and Matt Humans on VCN, the Sports Betting Network.
10: What's up, folks? Welcome into another edition of The Edge here on VCN the Sports Betting Network. We've got a good show on tap today. It is Wednesday, June 8th. That means the NBA finals resume later tonight. We'll see game three between Boston and Golden State. Plenty of coverage on that, including which, Aaron Renning, professional handicapper, will be with us at the 4:30 p.m. Eastern mark as we discuss everything. That will go down in Bean Town later tonight. <laughs> nice. Yeah, you like It's that? going down in
11: Bean Town tonight, game three. And uh, hopefully the Celtics get the win on the cover. I, I, You know, it's a cliche to say bounce back, but I do think that's what they're trying to do after getting their butts beat in game two in the second half.
10: Yeah, and we will see. And it's weird because, and this is where I kind of wanted to start. Um, We haven't really seen anything in terms of movement. We finally, though, on my way in, we did get a a little bit of a budge on the side here. South Point, the book that we're sitting at right now, is down to three in favor of Boston with a total of 213. Uh, The total is what has really moved here. We're um, up from 212.5 to 213.5 at a couple of shops. Circa would be on the high side as well as Ben MGM, Matt, in terms of the total here. But for the last two nights since this game has been posted, this has pretty much been across the board, three and a half with no movement in either direction. South Point, the lone shop, of note that has actually moved.
11: Yeah, and that's not surprising. Uh, betting patterns, you're either going to move right away when you post a number or you're going to move on game day. And uh, this is game day when uh, most of the action is going to show up here. I, I am a little bit surprised the Celtics dropped to three here at the South Point. I thought it might be likely, more likely to go to four. But you're getting a better deal on Boston uh, right now. And I'm, I'm pff, minus 150 on the money line, minus three. I actually think that's a, a bargain on the Boston Celtics at this point.
10: Yep, and uh, I am really curious because, and we'll have to maybe during the break or after the show, we'll get a hold of somebody and ask what the, what the move was about here. Because over the first three or the first two games, and I wrote an article about this. that's up on the website right now, Matt. You know the overwhelming public support behind the Golden State Warriors, and that's really what's been shaping this market. Uh-huh. So, uh, well, you have a wry smile upon your face.
11: <clears throat> Nothing. I was thinking about something. Somebody told me that uh, we use each other's names too much on the show. I do it on purpose? Huh? Yeah. Yeah. And, and you're just like. <laughs> Here Look, you go, Matt. I Here's what eight. happened, Matt. You know, right. John.
10: I know. First yeah. off, I got enough to think about without <laughs> thinking about whether or not I got to use Matt Yuma's name, okay? Um, second off, regardless, the public has been shaping this number, dude. You're right, John. Uh, yeah. And uh, <laughs> and, well, and I'm curious to see, like, are we going to get threes across the board, like where uh-huh. this number goes by the time we get to tonight? You would think. No, I don't think it's going anywhere. No? It's going to be three or three and a half,
11: and it's going to hang around where it is right now. Good call, bro. Yeah. yeah. What do, what do you think of the total 213 Uh, did you play the total yet? Because I I lean under, but I'm not going to bet the total.
10: Uh, No, and um, I will say that I think that this is a game that goes under the total. I think it would correlate to Boston that if Boston is going to have a successful night tonight, (laughs) uh, that would mean that they are going to limit what Golden State does Mm -hmm. offensively, thus that this game would probably go under the total. Um, And also, Boston, as much as I love this team, they are not the best and most skilled offensive team, so I would think that this is a slower-paced game, more half-court oriented, thus a little bit better for Boston and then going under the total. Not so surprised that the totals moved up here a little bit to 213.5 because you're kind of right in range with where we were. Remember, game one opens 210.5. Game two closes or was in the range of about 215.5 I think, so we're right in that middle ground with where mm-hmm. we started to where we ended last, and I think 213.5 is a relatively fair number, but I would lean I've on it. have
11: actually seen really good three-point shooting in the first two games.
10: I so said In yeah. uh, game two, each
11: team shot 15 for 37 from three. That's a little over 40%, and the Celtics were lights out in game one from three-point range. I do do think if uh, Boston's going to win this game tonight like I expect, the Celtics are going to do it mostly – with better play on the defensive end of the floor. And that's what we saw from Golden State in the second half of game two, right? Mm-hmm. Much better defense from the Warriors, and that's how they won that game, and that's how I think the Celtics are going to do that
10: tonight. So let's talk about the trend, too, that everybody keeps referencing, uh, the way that the Boston Celtics have responded, of course, uh, after a loss in this postseason. Uh, they are 6-0 and straight up and against the spread after a loss this postseason. You see the results there in terms of what happened after those games and where the numbers were at from a line perspective, and these are some Pretty, for the most part, comfortable wins. Yes, Game 7 in Miami, they barely got by, almost blew that game. But you're talking about a 20-point win over the Heat in Game 4 of that series. A 25-point win in Game 2 of that series. They blew out uh, Milwaukee in Game 6, Game 4. I mean, you see comfortable victories here. So not only have the Celtics responded, Matt, they've responded in a really big way after a straight-up loss. And let me add to this, and this was up on the uh, other piece that's up on the website today, which was the Daily Market Report. Not only are they six and zero straight up and against the spread after the loss. We like larger sample sizes. Mm-hmm. So how about including the regular season? Twenty six and eleven straight up, twenty five and twelve against the spread. If you include the regular season after a straight of loss. No, I, that's that's what I'm looking at here too. And
11: like you say, I said, I get tired of using the phrase "bounce back" because it's such a cliche. But the I think Celtics, you use it too much. The Celtics, John, have been great at <laughs> bouncing back, and that's what these numbers show. Off a loss, uh, they do a great job of uh, rebounding. And uh, winning. And, you know, that's part of handicapping here. Uh, the Celtics, I think, after get it, getting it handed to them in the second half of game one, are going to make some adjustments. They're, they're going to, it's going to be an attitude adjustment as well. I didn't think they brought it in the, in the second half of game two. You mm. could tell right out of the locker room in the third quarter, uh, The Warriors took it to them, and they they were playing with a lot more intensity. And I think you're going to see that from the Celtics tonight. And a lot of times that's what you get in an NBA series anyway when you have two teams that are relatively even. You get back and forth, and you get a long series. You get teams trading punches, and tonight
10: it's got to be the Celtics' turn to punch. Yep. And the other part uh, that is uh, worthy of note here and I think I mentioned this yesterday, but we'll throw it out one more time, how the Warriors respond on the road, because the, war- the road has not been a friendly place for Golden State. Um, and again, you, you want to increase the sample size, it is not just, hey, this postseason's been pretty poor for Golden State. It's been throughout the regular season as well. So if you include the postseason for the Golden State Warriors, this team is three and four straight up, two and five against the spread, hey, a net rating floating around, like, my- like I think it's like negative seven or something like that, a negative 8.7 for the Warriors. If you include road games in the regular season, Matt, for the entire year, Warriors 25 and 23 straight up, 20 and 28 against the spread Uh on courts that are not their own. So this is another question for Golden State. That's true. Can they respond on the road? And you've talked about this before, and I would think in the NBA finals, maybe it's not something that um, infects your team. And, of course, being in a 1-1 tie after losing home court, there's a weird nonchalant nature about the Golden State Warriors at times that has led to them losing some of these road games, you know? And you wouldn't expect that to pop up in an NBA Finals situation, right? Uh,
11: but it has popped up a couple times in the playoffs, especially in that game in Memphis when the Celtics fell behind by 55 points. That was ridiculous. Oh, the Warriors! Uh, <laughs> yeah. Excuse me. Yeah, the Warriors fell behind by 55 points in Memphis. Uh, Celtics so 12 and one straight up, off a loss since late January, off a double digit loss, four and zero straight up in ATS, winning by an average of about 17 points. Uh, and I, I just. In general, a lot of signs I think point to the Celtics tonight. Uh, but we did find out before the show that Pete Rose is on the Warriors, right? Ben Wilson of uh, v Benny. Benny? Yeah, is that what Benny Pete Wilson. calls him?
10: Yeah. <laughs> Benny? Uh, ben
11: Wilson told us Pete Rose is on the Warriors tonight. Okay. And uh,
10: I don't know about I don't know enough about Pete as a handicapper to take think, take that one way or the other. I know.
11: I just felt like dropping Pete Rose's
10: name, John. Oh, okay. right. yeah. I spoke to Pete Rose once. So did I. Actually twice. Yeah. Yeah, it was pretty good. Was it good? He was a nice, super nice guy. Now, one of them was I was connecting in with Brent Musburger, and I felt like I was just a bridge to something oh, greater. Right. So I think he yeah. was super nice to me because of that. And then another time was at a signing that I was covering for local radio many, <laughs> many, many years ago. So
11: Pete, <laughs> Pete hangs out in local sports books. You're going to see him if you're at the Westgate Superbook or other spots around oh, yeah. town. You're going to see him occasionally. He's at the a lot of times at the race book putting the horses. Uh, but he's been on, he's made some appearances on B Sense since we launched this thing five and a half years ago. Uh, another guy who came on early when we were uh, launching V was Gerard Gallant. Remember the uh, yes, Vegas right. Golden Knights yeah. coach? He was on with Brent Musburger that a, first year. I think it's always great to see things like that when you got a, a professional coach who will go on a betting network and say, you know, I don't care what anybody else thinks. And now, you know, I wonder. Hey, not a professional coach. We we got to talk to Eric Musselman too. We had Eric yeah. Musselman on. That was, uh, was that was Super Bowl weekend, right? Yeah, something like yeah, that. Yeah. Yeah. Musselman's the type of guy. He doesn't care what anybody thinks about him. That guy's dope. Uh, he's great. Uh, but I actually feel like I'm, I'm VC. It would be great if we could get uh, coaches, you know, players on more often. And now that sports betting partnerships have been formed with all these leagues, I don't see why it wouldn't happen. I agree. Initially, Five
10: and a half years ago, no, it was not going to happen. You know who we should get? This is our next, Matt Santos, please put this down. Next to Jesus. Were you we Marcus like.
11: Smart before game four on Friday?
10: Uh, that, or you know who's got some free time? Let's get Joe Madden on. Oh, the Angels' manager. Yeah, the former, former Angels' manager.
11: I've, I thought maybe for a minute you were talking about the Joe Madden who hosts the sports podcast out of Canada. No, I didn't oh, know okay. that was
10: actually a thing. So yeah. no, not that Joe Madden. The Joe Madden <laughs> who used to lead the Angels. Who it's worth pointing out to, in the last couple of minutes here, we're going to get to we're going to get to baseball on the other side. Mm-hmm. But uh, is it thirteen? I've lost count. Thirteen in a row now for yeah. the Anaheim Angels uh, as they fall yet again yesterday to the Boston Red Sox, and again just losing in different fashions. This one, uh, a slight lead that their bullpen to what's the word? Fritters away. Um, and ultimately cannot hold on to, and they lose in extras to the Boston Red Sox. And this is what makes it worse. And we'll talk about the matchup maybe a little bit later. But uh, Mike Trout groin issue, mm. just going straight downhill.
11: Groin issues could be nagging too, and that could linger, and he could be out a while. Who knows? Uh, he could be back <laughs> in the lineup in two days too. I'm not. You just. I don't know the severity of it. But last night, things could not have started better for the Angels. Great. Mike Trout uh, follows up a. Shohei Ohtani double with a two-run homer. The Angels... Reigning MVP Shohei Ohtani. Just throw that out there. That's right. Unanimous? Babe, Ruth, Babe Ruth-like last Ruthie year. I think, is the term. Yeah. Unanimous? Uh, anyway, way? last year, or last night, when the Angels jump up 2-0, it doesn't take any time at all to blow that lead. Before you know, it's 2-2 in the second inning. And uh, the Angels right now are just an unbettable team. We talked about this... A betting theory that when you fire a coach or a manager whatever it's an automatic play on and it seems like it always wins and it's been great for the Phillies even the Angels <laughs> even the Angels ruined that last night to get out to a 2 nothing lead and they have a lead late in the game they find a way to lose 13 in a row Phil Nevin is the interim manager and uh, they don't have one of their strongest pitchers going tonight I think Shohei might have to step in and stop
10: this streak himself and throw a shutout. Yeah, well, Shohei was originally scheduled actually to start this game, it yeah. seemed, but then uh, not going to be the case today. So we'll break that down as uh, right now, Angels. And these and this is the other thing, too. As I have all these done a great job this year, but we talk about the value and the way the market has swung here. They are a plus 140 underdog in their own stadium tonight. The Angels are. We'll come back to that and more Major League Baseball. Nasty Nestor on the hill today, but the Twins are getting a weapon back. We'll talk about it.
3: listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare
8: when you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year 100,000 mile limited warranty you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible visit your local kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner kia
12: movement that inspires
5: Call 800 333 kia for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2 of the award-winning film podcast and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia.
6: He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny.
12: Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts.
13: This is the Edge on VCN, the sports betting network.
10: Before you make your next bet, be sure to visit Visa.com. Check out the current betting splits data. You're going to be able to see where the public is betting based on the number of tickets and where the money doesn't match the public opinion. It's updated every 10 minutes. You can see all the changes in action. Check it out, man. Not just today's action, but future events as well. Betting splits another way. Visa is here to make you a smarter, better year round. Check them all out today. Betting splits for every game up at Visa.com under the betting resources pull down tab. How about that? Bam.
11: So you got a chance to go to Wendy's recently and yeah. you did not like the fries, huh?
10: Nah, like so we, there we, there was a big to, it was a big topic of conversation here um, when we were discussing this the many months ago which this was released. And I mean, I'm no lawyer, but I feel like you can sue for something as ridiculous a statement as what was it? Was it 9 out of 10? No, I think it was uh,
11: uh, something like three out of four or four out of five people prefer Wendy's fries over McDonald's. And at the time, I said, that's one of the most ridiculous statements I've ever heard in my life. Because anybody who's tried the Wendy's fries would would never, ever vote them better than the McDonald's fries. Especially if you get the McDonald's fries and they're crisp and hot, like I said, uh, well done. These Wendy's fries are trash. Wow. They are. I wouldn't feed it if I had a dog. I wouldn't feed them to the dog. If I had a pet rat, I wouldn't feed it to the rat. So the thing about the the fries, the Wendy's fries, all they do is smother them in sea salt. Mm. And that's the whole gimmick is just pour a bunch of sea salt on the fries and some people like it. Now, somebody responded to me at b after I put out the Fast Food Top 50 last year and said, you know, I tried the Wendy's fries and I found them
10: quite tasty. And, uh, well, the problem with the old fries, You're if just I may. tasting the salt, yeah. and that's it. It's the sea salt. And, and huh? you're a fast food connoisseur. Um, I, I, may I say that the old fries, the problem was they were very, very, like it was opposite ends of the spectrum. Yeah, they, you were either getting very poor, soggy, like undersalted fries or really good fries, but they were very <laughs> few and far between. <laughs> very and, and, Yes, and yeah. very inconsistent, and that was the problem. Yeah, The new ones, i gotta, I got yeah, to say, I tried them and –
11: yeah, I was impressed. It took you a long time to try them. Geez.
10: Yeah. You got like a wife that cooks for you at home or what? Uh, uh, I'm the one that cooks at home, actually. Oh, is that right? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah no, I'm, the, I'm the one that cooks at home. Okay. Um, although every once in a while I'll get like a, you know, something nice. Um,
11: a huevo con weenie, something like that. I've had a, a lot of inquiries lately about the uh, fast food top 50. It's going to be out sometime in July, probably around the all-star break uh, when things are a little bit slow. I'd like something different. I mean, are your fast food rankings really going to change that much from year to year? They're yeah, going to move a little bit this year. And I, I, think, I, re- I think we're going to have a new number one this
10: year. Okay. All right. That's good. That's new. That's noteworthy. Can I get, I'm going to request a top, I don't know if it'll be 10, because I don't know how many different variations of this there are. Mm-hmm. So I'll go top five. Can I get the top five ways that Matt Humans enjoys his hot dogs? Well, Chicago dogs, number one, Joey right. dogs, what I'm saying. number two. Well, you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. That's what I want. Let's go we get a top 5. I want some I, I, va- I want some variety. Yeah, the fast food thing I let's I mean, I don't know. I don't know if we can do that. Top 5 Matt, humans uh, pizzas.
11: Um, you know, it's it's hard, it's hard enough to make power rate ratings on uh, 70 fast, fast food franchises. Mm. and Put the list together, write the analysis, and put everything out and then everybody gets up in arms. I can't believe you have Taco Bell 47. That's in my top 5. <laughs> Well, Taco Bell's going to move up because the Mexican pizza, pizza was bad. bad. Yeah, I was going to yeah. ask you. Okay, so Taco Bell's going right. to move up, but it's no, going to be nowhere near the top 25.
10: Okay? okay. It's just not going to be in the bottom five anyway. Yeah, I felt really bad the other day mm-hmm. uh, because Isabel wanted to try a Mexican pizza. And so I walked into the store, and the lady, like, the second I walked up to it's the sold counter, out. Sold No, out. not even that. She just goes Mexican pizza. And I'm like, yeah, I'm sorry. Like I felt bad. Like she, I'm sure she had like 30 orders of it, and people they were just you see them stacking boxes of made Mexican pizzas to get through the drive through. Half so.
11: the half the Taco Bells around town are sold out of Mexican pizza already. Really?
10: Yeah, wow, oh, yeah. wild. I have no segue. Baseball. Anyway,
11: we're we're gonna talk a little NFL later in the show too. Deshaun Watson, Sam Darnold, Baker oh. Mayfield, and the most ridiculous top 10 coaching <laughs> rankings oh, that was good you're ever going to see. Yes. Anyway,
10: now let's go to baseball. All right. Uh, I mentioned it, so let's talk about it. Nasty Nestor, your guy, uh, This. I was going to, I don't know, the sling southpaw. Uh, He is going to take the mound for the Bronx Bombers on the road, taking on Chris Arster and the uh, Minnesota Twins. I mentioned a weapon back. It does look like one Carlos Correa is going to be activated off the COVID list today. So Minnesota does get a uh, somewhat strong bat in their uh, lineup yet again, although it's been kind of an off start to the season for one Carlos Correa. Um, $1.65 right now on the road for the Yankees away. Uh, Archer has been fine this year. Whenever I've seen Chris Archer, I've always just kind of sat back and wondered, like, hey, you know, at what point is the levy going to break? Uh, because in years past, it has not been the most consistent effort from Chris Archer. Uh, but overall, this year, 389 ERA looks solid on its surface, but a 494 fielding independent, mat, 551 um, expected ERA. The walks, again, are a little bit of an issue. Walking nearly four guys every nine innings, not striking out guys anywhere near as much as he used to, and the hard contact's pretty high. Uh, if there was a lineup that was going to expose Chris Archer, you would assume it would be the Yankees. Yeah, I would not want to back him here against the
11: Yankees, who won six in a row,
10: and uh, we're hit, we're
11: hitting the ball pretty well last night. Yankees right now at Circus Sportsbook, minus 172 for the game, and the first five minus 186. So that obviously tells you Nestor Cortez has a first five advantage over Chris Archer, and uh, it's hard to disagree with that. I would like to play the Yankees tonight. I think you have to bet them on the run line if you're going to play it. Uh, maybe you play run line first five. You play run line for the game. Actually, you knock that run line down to about minus one and a half down to about even money. Uh, I think right now at the South Point. Or put the Yankees on a parlay. Whatever you do, mm-hmm. that's the way you got to play. I just can't lay a buck 65, buck 70. But ne- uh, Nestor Cortez has been lights out uh, yeah. lately. And
10: the uh, – I can only bet on him in some form here. I could not bet against him. Uh, another game that I want to get your thoughts on, and uh, I'm actually very excited to see this go down, pretty good pitching matchup and an intriguing matchup um, regardless. Dodgers on the road against the White Sox. You get Tony Gonsolin opposing Johnny Cueto, and uh, we haven't talked about much about Cueto on this show. I don't think there's been many games in which mm-hmm. he's been starting that we've been on the air, but uh, Cueto's been great in this little spurt here for the Chicago White Sox. It's only four starts and 24 and two-thirds, but a two ninety-two ERA, and his underlying numbers, they're tight across the board, man, three ten fielding independent, three eighty-six uh, expected ERA. You look across the board, and there's not really much in terms of finding some blemishes uh, in Cueto's resume. Does give up a little bit of hard contact, over 40%, but for the most part, the guy's been rock solid, and there's no reason to express, uh, expect some massive regression here. Now, the other end, Gonsolin's actually been pretty good for the Dodgers, mm-hmm. too.
11: Actually, right now, I think Tony Gonsolin is the Dodgers' best starting pitcher. If you're betting on the Dodgers, the guy you want to bet on is Tony Gonsolin when he starts. The problem is right now they're not hitting Mm -hmm. uh, that much. Got shut out last night. Uh, I don't know if you watched it, but I've been talking about all this dead wood in the Dodgers lineup, and you saw an example of that if you watched last night's game. I think Cueto here, plus 155, plus 160, is somewhat attractive uh, after watching last night's game, I just don't see a lot of juice in that Dodgers lineup. And Cueto, like you said, you detailed it pretty well. Uh, he should be a live dog in this game. Yep. Uh, if, if he were facing anyone but Tony Gonsolin, I would be on the White Sox for sure. But re- I've watched Gonsolin's recent starts,
10: and I, I really like the way he's throwing the ball right now. And I mean, it's we see this usually with the dodgers and uh, because i would agree with you like gonsolin's one guy you don't want to go against but again you talk about like maybe money line value in certain spots playing against the dodgers uh the market perceiving them to be much better than they might actually be uh this up to now like plus 160 some spots just getting over that 160 market like 162 so it depends on where it goes but i would agree with you i mean if you're going to take a shot against the dodgers it might not be against gonsolin but the team like the White Sox with a pitcher like Cueto, it might be the spot where you're getting plus 160 at home. So we'll see if that's going to be the case. Uh, other good pitching matchup and a great pitcher on the mound here. Phillies uh, on the road against Milwaukee. They get it done. Uh, Dave Koken liked the Phillies yesterday. Took until the ninth inning. Uh, but they get it done yesterday. Who they beat? Uh, they took the – oh, Jason uh, Alexander. Right, no, right? Jo- Josh Alexander. Josh Hader. Alexander. Sorry. Josh – no. oh, yes, yes, yes. Okay.
11: Hit two home runs off Josh yeah. Hader. Told you at some point it was going to happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, he got hit – he got beat last night. Uh, he's been great this season. So my uh, Cy Young ticket on Josh Hader at 61 is dead, huh? It's history.
10: Dead? It's, history. it's done. What if he never blows another save Did you actually bet on? that?
11: You did bet yeah, it? I got him at 61. Okay, I wasn't sure if you actually bet it. Oh, yeah. Uh, the Phillies won four in a row, and Dave Koken's been playing on the Phillies, as you talked about in yesterday's show, and I know that because he was mentioning it last week on the day that Girardi was fired. He was mm-hmm. going to play on the Phillies. Every day until they lost. And that's four straight wins, including the comeback last night. And, you know, if you like the Phillies, if you've been playing the Phillies, you might like this pitching matchup tonight, too. Nola against Hauser. And uh, Nola right now looks like the cheapest price in the market would be minus 128.
10: Nola's been pitching pretty well, man. And... You know why? He's been giving up too many homers, so. Uh, yes, if, if to that point right now, if I the think season ten were to home end, runs on the season, right? Right, and if the season were to end, it would be a career high home runs per nine innings. Like that has been a little bit of a problem for him. Uh, that's a really fair point, but it, it's it is a little unlike like last year, for example. His underlying numbers kept telling you he's much better than this, but then his ERA and his the performance has never really caught up. We're kind of in that range again, three ninety two ERA, but two eighty expected ERA and a three forty four fielding independent. So he's kind of pretty much the guy that you expect, but he's been pretty. He's been a lot more consistent. We'll mm-hmm. give him this year uh, than he has been in years past.
11: A couple good matchups in Southern California tonight. Let's hit them yes. real quickly. Mets, Padres, Shamanio, minus 124. Uh, that's the circuit price right now here at the uh, South Point, minus 130. Total of seven. Padres got a big shutout win over the Mets last
10: night. Yes, they did. And Mania has been pretty good for them, man. Uh, he has been really steady. A couple of blemishes early, or uh, excuse me, a couple of weeks ago, where he's given up like three earned runs a pop per start. But last time out, did a pretty good job against Milwaukee on the road when six strong, one earned run, struck out eight. So, yeah, I'm a little bit on a torn on
11: that game. I have not bet that. I like Sean Mania. I guess we'll talk about the uh, the Angels we have to? trying to stop their losing streak again later in the
10: show. Let's talk to Aaron Renning, professional handicapper, about the NBA.
9: This is the edge on Vsin, the sports betting network.
11: Okay, the Vsin summer special is here only $39. You get everything Vsin has to offer from now to the end of July. Adam Burke on baseball, JVT on the NBA. We're going to have a lot of NFL off-season coverage, college football, golf, UFC and more. Get the daily best bet emails, every edition of point spread weekly and more. $39 to be a subscriber through July 31st. VSEN.com slash summer point spread weekly is out today and golf is on the cover yes the liv tour is not this, not the subject of that the big money saudi arabia backed golf league mm-hmm. that received some disastrous news today do you know what that is uh that patrick reed is going to be there forever, two of the biggest bozos in the golf <laughs> world have joined the Live Tour: Patrick Reed, Fat Pat, and Bryson DeChambeau. Can
10: I tell you uh, that, uh, like you know, the the roster that they're really like it's building? Like, it's like it's, a bunch of
11: misfits and unlikable guys. It's a bunch of d bags. Uh,
10: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. A, it it is. really
11: is what it is. I guess it's the guys. Who you would expect taking the money right? yeah. or taking the money?
10: Yep, yeah. pretty much. Yeah. Um, also, uh, a couple of things to note. One, I did find out, somebody on Twitter pointed out to me, that the LIV are Roman numerals. That 54. I was, yeah, 54. Because they're playing
11: 54 whole right, so, tournaments. So
10: I thought how clever thought, is that? Oh, I think, I actually, I think it's it, I put it, it a, on the list terrible. of most clever things ever next to high flyers, spelled H-Y. Uh, the other thing is we might have news on, you mentioned football coverage in the off season. Might have news on addition about football coverage and uh, how in-depth that'll get in the offseason. All right, tonight we got game V-I. Actually,
11: no, it's uh, <laughs> game three. three. I, I,
10: I. <laughs> that
11: would be game <laughs> yeah, six. We got game I-I-I, game three of the NBA Finals, and the Celtics looking to bounce back in Boston.
10: Aaron Ridding is nice enough to give us time as we break this all down. Aaron, it's always good to talk to you, man. Uh, let's start uh, with this. The trend that everybody loves now at this point: uh, the Celtics six and zero in this postseason, straight up and against the spread. After suffering, uh, suffering a straight up loss, I brought it up to Matt and wrote about it this morning. Uh, that it goes a little bit farther than that. That if you include the regular season as a whole, this Celtics team is a whopping twenty six wins uh, and uh, twelve. There should be eleven losses, twenty five and twelve against the spread after a straight up loss. What do you make of the bounce back spot here, as Matt likes to call it, for the Celtics tonight?
9: Well, first off, i, I got to talk a little bit of golf with you guys, because it was about this time last year, Matt, uh, when uh, we were at the U.S. Open, and you uh, followed the Pat Reed, Sergio Garcia, twosome around for uh, <laughs> as many holes as he possibly could. He couldn't get enough of that uh, pairing at the U.S. Open. It's true. Yeah, uh, no, no, <laughs> it's
11: not quite true. We were actually sitting, I think, behind like the 10th hole. Er was there, and uh, Patrick Reed's group came through, and he bogeyed the hole. And then Sergio was whining about something, and he bogeyed the hole. Did you openly and, laugh? Uh, yeah, I did. I, I heckled <laughs> those guys. Yeah. Uh,
9: anyway, uh, <laughs> back to basketball. The yeah, I I agree here, JVT. I mean, this is uh, certainly the spot. I, I mean, to, you know, to me, game two was a spot uh, for the Warriors. Um, you know, on their home court, essentially needed to win that game to. To, you know, pretty much have a shot to win the series if you go down 0-2 at home. And, you know, they played a lot of bully ball. They were physical. Uh, They made some proper adjustments with uh, Draymond Green on Jalen Brown. I think the addition of Peyton uh, helped them uh, as well. But, you know, overall, just the the way you mentioned how the Celtics have been able to bounce back. Uh, and they've done it against good teams. Uh, I mean, really good players. You know, whether it's Kevin Durant, Giannis, uh, Miami, and uh, Jimmy Butler. So uh, I would expect them capable. You know, it'll be interesting to see how this game is going to be refereed. Obviously, it, um, Golden State was extremely physical, got away with a lot of stuff. You know, that's that's playoff basketball. So you know, we'll see if Boston matches that physical uh, nature. I mean, that's essentially what you have to do here. And, you know, perhaps the refs maybe call a little bit different game here in Boston. I've kind of went back and forth uh, on the best way to play uh, this game, at least, you know, for me with a series bet, uh, futures bet on the Celtics as well. Uh, So for me, I made a little bit bigger bet on the first half. Uh, I laid two with Boston. Again, you would expect them to come out, play really well uh, on the adjustments uh, on their home court. You let's be honest. I mean, the M.O. here for the Warriors going back a long time, and we've seen that uh, the first two games are those strong third quarters uh, that the Warriors have been able to put out there. So, again, uh, you know, with a futures and a series bet uh, on Boston, I thought for me uh, the first half was the best way to play it. If I were to recommend, I would say probably split that bet up.
10: Now, uh, ER, you mentioned the officiating. They have called in the big guns. The NBA has Scott Foster uh, will be on the floor tonight for the NBA tonight. So, well, we will see how that is called, Uh, but you mentioned it's a really important part. You know, you talked about Draymond, uh, the way Draymond is officiated is a really big deal because he got a, I wouldn't say got away with it, but some of the fouls that were not called or called in the other direction uh, that Draymond was at the center at, if he gets called for those and it's an early two, something like that, that game in which the Celtics only trailed by two at halftime completely flips on its head potentially.
9: Yeah. I mean, that's, you know, that's the deal with Draymond. I mean, he can have uh, a game like that where he gets away and is able to do, you know, whatever he wants to. And he said, you know, he basically said after the game, he goes, I can't go into the summer if we lose this series and we got out physical. So you kind of know that's what you're going to get from him. And yeah, it can go the other way where he gets a couple, you know, perhaps cheap fouls um, and gets kicked out of the game with a couple of quick technicals or, um, you know, what have you. So, uh, that's always the the possible case uh, with him. So, you know, Boston certainly needs to make some adjustments here. And and uh, you know, I, I thought the green to brown. That's that's going to be interesting to see how Boston kind of handles that.
10: Now, I will say too, really quick, Matt. Um, people around are throwing out a twelve and zero statistic with Boston and Scott Foster as the official. Uh, actually, not true. They are 5-3 and three in games officiated by Scott Foster. Okay,
11: so why would they throw out 12-0? and
10: Be- Because a fake Twitter account was okay, 12-0, fake, and then everybody gets excited. Fake Twitter account info. Yeah. Gotcha.
11: All right, the uh, Boston Celtics have been number one in the association in defensive efficiency uh, since the All-Star break. ER, are the Boston Celtics going to win this game with defense tonight? When you look at the total of uh, right now 213 Are you inclined to play this game under? Do you think the Celtics are going to get more physical and they're going to win this game on the defensive end of the floor for the most part?
9: Yeah, you know, it's interesting, again, kind of how this is called. I mean, you know, obviously the first game, I mean, was some really good offensive basket-making at times. Mm -hmm. And game two was the opposite, certainly more the opposite uh, for the Celtics. You know, I I think for both teams, uh, especially with the adjustments that we've seen, I mean, you know, Boston was able to adjust – pretty quickly to uh, Curry. Uh, I mean, about the best you, you can. And, you know, I thought now golden state has made, you know, the good adjustments where they have Wiggins on Tatum um, and Draybond on Brown. So it is kind of sets up for a little bit more of a uh, defensive series, if you will. And, you know, we'll see if some of the, you know, the third, fourth, fifth, sixth players who steps up and scores, that might be the difference uh, in the series. So, yeah, I would say, you know, the way the adjustments have gone, uh, I would say, and I didn't bet it. um, I was kind of hoping game two would go over. I would have came back in game three uh, under the total. But, yeah, it seems set up to be a little bit more lower scoring right now.
11: You know, I don't think typically you play a lot of these, but did you look at any player props for uh, game three?
9: I did not. Um, I I just haven't really got involved uh, with that this year. Um, I would say this, you know, it it was interesting because, you know, after game one, you kind of had to like Jalen Brown for Boston as far as his ability to score because he had Klay Thompson, et cetera, on him. Now things have kind of reversed. You know, if he's got uh, Draymond Green right up on him and Peyton uh, to a certain extent, uh, I think that you look for maybe some of these other Celtics to to score and go over their point total, uh, namely, and, and we're due, I mean, Obviously, for me, I mean, the, the biggest thing right now for the Celtics is they're not going to win this series if Jason Tatum plays, you know, as far as basket making like he did in the first two games and and really how he did overall. So he needs to step up. So I would look at maybe Tatum over the total, maybe some of these other Celtics over the total.
10: Aaron Renning at ER Sports 1 up on Twitter. All right, ER. Well, we appreciate a little bit of time today. Before uh, we get you out of here, though, uh, when I was looking at this overall from the standpoint of uh, I thought it was – I think the perception for the first two games was that the Warriors have really outplayed and they should be up to nothing. Do you get that sentiment as we head into game three?
9: Uh, no, I, I really don't. I mean, I think it's 1-1. One, one. <laughs> right. And I think it's probably it's probably going to be a good chance it's going to be 2-2 two, two when they go back to Golden State. I mean, these two teams are obviously very, very even. i really surprised Peyton was able to come back as fast as he was. He, he certainly gave this team a lift. I'm not sure he can consistently do that uh, over a you know six seven game series, uh, whatever it might be, so you know I, I think it's really interesting, and we'll see how the the Celtics respond. I mean, it's 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 a heavyweight fight. Uh, the Celtics got hit in the mouth. We'll see what happens tonight. All right, man. Thank you. Appreciate it. All right, thanks, guys. Good luck. The R Sports yeah, One up on
11: Twitter. One point he made there, which is right, the Warriors one positive they have to, uh, uh, I think, has emerged after two games is. Otto Porter, Andre Iguodala, and mm-hmm. Gary Payton have given them a little bit more than we expected, and they didn't have that in the previous yeah. series, and that makes them a little bit more dangerous.
10: Oh yeah, yeah. the Gary Payton men in Game Two were awesome. Yeah. It, despite a, a missed free, uh, layup, after that he was absolutely fantastic. Yeah, and I didn't really get. We got a whole lot of like uh, should be two nothing Warriors. Like, oh no! no stop. No, no. It's come one on. one, and now they're going on the road. All right, we'll come back, wrap it up. Any best bets that we have? And. Uh, Yeah, a little bit more on this uh, coaching list that has made headlines. Top 10 coaches in the NFL. Cliff Kingsbury, number four.
12: Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts.
9: This is The Edge on vSEN, the sports betting network. Are we
11: ready for a fresh start? Yes. Okay, we made a real fresh start with lasting change. Take the Zen 10 challenge. Switch up the way you've been enjoying nicotine, available in a variety of tastes and strengths. Zen Nicotine pouches deliver smoke-free and spit-free nicotine satisfaction. Try Zen Nicotine pouches for 10 days or your money back. Your fresh start is here. Take the Zen 10 challenge today at Zen10. Excuse me, Zen.com slash 10. That's ZYN.com slash 10. ZYN.com slash 10. Zen Nicotine pouches is only for adults 21 and older. This product contains nicotine and nicotine is an addictive chemical. That's a warning. Zen.com. All right, we were talking about Wendy's earlier in the show. Mm-hmm. I do want to mention that Wendy's does a lot of things great. The burgers are great. Oh, some of the best. The spicy best burgers chicken there, sandwich yeah. is great. Classic. There are a lot of things great at Wendy's, just don't like the fries. Okay. Nice. So if we're doing the best bets on fast food franchises, the fries are not gonna be on the list, but the burgers and the spicy chicken sandwich Absolutely. would be. Absolutely. Yeah.
10: Uh, I got a question for you before we get to best bets. Uh, I was thinking about this while we were ta- going through the baseball slate, mm-hmm. and I was thinking, you know what? I feel like Justin Verlander is the Tom Brady of baseball. Oh, just stop, Are you here stop, for stop it or that. do you hate it? I hate it. <laughs> okay. That's a topic on MLB Network right now. How can you even
11: say Justin Verlander's I, Tom Brady of to baseball and say that seriously? That's I'm going a, to assume
10: huh? that the, the angle that they're taking is that he's old and still performing at a high level, not so much rings and de- domination. Going to go with that. Not
11: an accurate comparison in any way whatsoever. You're not. So you hate it. Hate it. I'm here for it.
10: uh, All right. (laughs) (laughs) An update on um, best bets. Excuse me. Uh, Finals futures and whatnot. Still sitting on Celtics to win this series, of course, uh, in five at nine to one. Jalen Brown MVP, thirteen to one, and then the series rebound leader Tatum. That's probably not going to get there at plus nine fifty. So holding strong on uh, two of those uh, big price props. And I will be betting the Boston Celtics tonight. I just haven't done it officially yet. I'm just going to see what the market does. Like we talked about yesterday, I'm going to be able to lay three and a half if I want. I used it in the column today. Eh, might as well hold out to see what happens and then just lay the number that's going to be out there. So that's it. Right.
11: Yeah, It's. Uh, I, I debated what to do with this game tonight with the Celtics series bet too. So I didn't, I didn't do too much, but I am on the Celtics uh, tonight. I think it's uh, the right spot to play them. So Celtics minus three and a half. Right now you can lay three at the south point. And uh, minus 150 on the money line. Got the Celtics plus win 80 to win the whole thing, and Marcus Smart 100 to 1 to win MVP. And Smart's going to have to play a lot more like he did in game one uh, tonight, and not like he played in game two when he had two points. Uh, RBC Canadian Open, best bets for golf Shane Lowry, 18 to 1, Corey Connors, 20 to 1. I like those two. These are small bets for me this week. Tough tournament to handicap, but Lowry and Connors, I think. Got a pretty good shot to be on the leaderboard Sunday afternoon. I took two bombs. Cameron Champ one hundred five to one. Matt Wallace one hundred twenty five to one. And then the London event, Sam Horsfield. Can you call it the
10: Fifty Six Golf now? At twenty now? to one,
11: huh? Like, Fifty four.
10: Yeah, let's call Fifty Four. Let's call it the Fifty Four Golf Invitational. Live sounds dumb, especially now that I know 54 the Fifty Four Golf minerals. Tour. Yeah. Okay. By the way, what's with Phil Mickelson lately? See, See what he did. looks now. He looked like
11: a freak yesterday in those <laughs> photos. <laughs> looks I like an evil villain.
10: Like, I don't know what on? was
11: up with that. Justin Verlander is uh, 39. Tom, <laughs> Tom Brady's like 45 or 46, isn't he? Yeah.
10: All right, you're getting me more on the hated side. Uh-huh. He's still in his 30s. That'd be a spirited debate. See, you're getting into it. Huh? You're getting into it. You're still talking about it. I hate it. Actually, <laughs>
11: Tom Brady be. turns 45 August 3rd. There you go. Yep.
10: So, Tom Brady, proof that you're not ugly. You're just not rich, right?
11: And we'll see if the Angels can win a baseball game by August 3rd. Uh, What do you think about tonight? Oh, boy. Is this going to be the streak stopper? 13 losses in a row. The Red Sox uh, are going to start Nathan Eovaldi tonight. He's minus 154 at circa, minus 160 at the south point. Total of 8.5. Reed Detmers, the dog, at plus 140. JVT... Could you play the dog?
10: Mike Trout, not in the lineup. I will say. That How long th- do
11: you think Trout's going to be out, by the way? the Did they give a timetable
10: or just nah, day-to-day? So, yeah, I was going to say, so the, the indication was day-to-day. I think Trout's quote, and this is paraphrasing, was not too serious, but wanted to essentially, like, nip it in the bud. Catch it now, right, after he laid out a double yesterday. So uh, it sounds like a couple of days off and then back in the lineup. And I will say, if you look at some of these numbers for today, like Eovaldi is a $1.60 favorite on the road against a team that has a lot of guys who perform performed better in Angels, uh, I don't know what the official is, Angel Stadium, whatever it is, uh, 341 ERA for Eovaldi, but fielding independent of 483, so you get that run differential there that maybe there's some regression coming. He's on the same plane from a FIP standpoint as Reed Detmers, so right there, you're talking about, I think, kind of an inflated price. I think from a number standpoint, the Angels might be worth playing here. Um, will I get in front of the train? No, especially with Trout not out there. But I do think when you talk about a buck sixty against this Angels team at home, I think you're getting into the territory where this is all about this losing streak and the market's maybe just a little high on what's going on with the Angels. Could be. right. Like if they had I, played Boston before the losing streak, what's this price with Reed Detmer's out there and no Mike Trout the line? I would think Trout's worth 10 cents to the number tonight. You know what I mean? I mean last night he hits yeah. a
11: two-run homer, sticks the Angels to a two-run lead, and they still lose. Uh, so it would be really tough for me to bet the Angels even at this Inflated price, if you call it that, a plus 150. Let's move Baseball's on to the weird. NFL in the final five minutes. Angels will win 8-2. to two. Pro Football Focus put out a list of uh, its top <laughs> 10 ranked NFL head coaches. Yes. And there are at least two things that jump out on this top 10 list as absurd. Some people might say three. Uh, but anyway, number one, Bill Belichick. That's more of a career achievement award than actually what he did at the end of last season. Mm-hmm. But Belichick... It's hard for anyone to dispute he should be number one. John Harbaugh the Ravens, number two. Andy Reid, the Chiefs, number three. How about number four? Cliff Kingsbury of the Cardinals. And number five, Pete Carroll of the Seahawks. I was stunned to see Pro Football Focus put these two guys in the top five. Can you explain
10: what the reasoning is behind these head coaching rankings? I can. So from Pro Football Focus article – Um, based this is based on win total estimations with an average roster that's the very basic way to put it Uh, so the uh, new england uh, England patriots uh, bill belichick comes in at number one Um, but essentially is what it sounds like is they are taking an estimation of a league average roster and as they put uh, using a multi-level model where the fixed effects are the salaries of each starter on both sides of the ball including an indicator for if the player is a rookie and the target is point scored blah blah blah. a starter defined. so they've just made a model and they put it together and it came out with the top 10 head coaches what they would get out of these rosters okay uh, and look i'm all for the numbers and the and analytics and, and data and all of this kind of stuff um but I feel like there's some things that are like better left on the cutting room floor from an idea standpoint. But also, look, this is also genius because it means nothing in the grand scheme of things. It's just based on some weird model. And also, what are we doing right now? We're talking, talking about, about pro football focus in the list.
11: Put that top ten up there one more time. Number six, Matt Lafleur of the Packers. Number seven, Kyle Shanahan, San Francisco. Uh, number eight, Tennessee's Mike Vrabel. Number nine, the Colts, Frank Reich. Number I'm ten, in. good list, Mike McCarthy. The Cowboys. Okay, so uh, anybody who, who bets the NFL knows that the Cowboys power rating is not improved because of Mike McCarthy, a coach. You <laughs> subtract points for the Cowboys because of Mike McCarthy. Right. And he's listed top ten pro football focus. That's why this, this list to me is a complete joke. When you got Kingsbury at four – McCarthy at 10, zero credibility to this top 10.
10: Right. I mean, and again, it's just, I think it's it's more like making news than anything else. Can I also just say, there is no more of like a um, just debaggy baggy statement than the first sentence of this article up on the website. You want to hear this? Ranking NFL head coaches from an analytics perspective is a Sisyphean task for one simple reason. Okay. Sisyphean uh, task. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> like, come on. We know what you're trying to do here. We get it. You're smart. It's it's not that (laughs) difficult,
11: actually. Uh, All right, one more thing to point out today. Carolina Panthers doing everything they can to prop up uh, Sam Darnold. Matt Rule said after uh, camp, I thought Sam was outstanding today. It was Sam's Mm -hmm. best practice probably since he's been here. Wow. Uh, So obviously the Carolina Panthers trying to put a positive spin and make Sam Darnold feel good about the – The job he's doing in the pursuit to win the number one quarterback job, they drafted Matt Corral from Ole Miss, and they were in the pursuit of Deshaun Watson. Mm -hmm. And for different reasons, I think because of wording in the contract, Watson would not go to Carolina. I think the Panthers got extremely lucky Mm -hmm. that Deshaun Watson did not pick Carolina, and he's going to Cleveland instead. After what happened yesterday, I don't know how many women have to come out and say things about Deshaun Watson or file civil lawsuits. It doesn't matter if it's 22, 24, 28, whatever it is. So he sought out 66 massage therapists over 17 months Mm -hmm. and everything that's come out. How long is his suspension going to be? This is a, a New York Times investigation, 66 women... He sought out for massages over 17 months. Texans actually gave him access to hotel rooms and for appointments and provided him with non disclosure agreements. That's very shady on the part of the Texans. I'm starting to wonder if we're going to see Deshaun Watson at all in 2022. This guy could be facing now two full years out of football. Yeah. I would agree
10: with that. (laughs) I would uh, wholeheartedly.
11: In week one, the Browns play at the Panthers. If you can find a plus three and a half out there on the Panthers, I would say take it. A lot of books are moving to three, but grab the three and a half. It looks like it's going to be Jacoby Brissett starting for the Browns in week one, right? Especially
10: with the way Sammy D's playing. My Guys in the
0: Desert coming up next.
6: To the legend behind Labamba Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips.
7: When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall.
5: Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
8: MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is